It's time to pick up the phone. Answer that call. This call is your calling and you can't hide from it or ignore it. That passion you have to help people and make a difference isn't going anywhere. You deserve to get paid and paid well doing work you love and changing lives. Everything in your life has led you here. And now we're here to help you figure out how to make your destiny your reality. Welcome to Six Figure Certified Coach, the podcast hosted by Inner Glow Circle. IGC is an internationally accredited life coaching school created to take your existing professional skills paired with your life experience and turn it into a six-figure coaching business. We've trained thousands of successful coaches and now it's your turn. Let's get focused, get real, and get you six-figure certified. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Six Figure Certified Coach, the podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Chapman, and I have a very special guest today, Kayla Bishop. Welcome. Hi. I'm really glad you're here, and I've been stalking you on social media for a while. So if you don't already know Kayla Bishop, she is a content creator, a mom. She is a spouse to a Super Bowl champion. Go and, Bucks. Yeah, go Bucks. So we're both in Tampa. So yeah, go Bucks. Um, and and what I've loved about you, so I met Kayla through our social media team at IGC. And what I love about you is how real you are with like parenting and business. And so why don't you tell everyone a little bit about like what you do and how you got into it. And then of course, I'm going to ask you to share like all of your secrets and how you manage it all. <laughs> yeah. So like you said, my name is Kayla. I am spouse to Donovan Smith. He's a left tackle for the Bucks. And we have a two-year-old daughter, Sarai. Um, and so when I initially moved to Tampa, I was working in research at a cancer center, and that was my background. Um, and I had just started my MPH, and I found out I was pregnant my first semester. So I was of working full time. Uh, of course, I was working full time, going to school part time. Found out I was pregnant. You know, you make these plans, and life just comes at you fast. Of course. So basically, I was pregnant during the pandemic, so nobody really saw me pregnant, and I just kind of popped up on Instagram with a baby. Like once she was born in July. <laughs> 2020. Yeah, everybody was like completely shocked. Um, and after that, I, I went back to work and it was kind of difficult balancing, you know, having a new baby and working because I didn't want to put her in daycare. Um, so the social media thing kind of started as a hobby, kind of, you know, becoming a mom was kind of an abrupt change for me. Yeah. And just that kind of rebranding, I kind of did it on Instagram. Like if you go to my Instagram and go way back, the pictures from before baby are a lot different. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was kind of like a whole rebranding and, you know, come with me along with this journey. So it started out as a hobby. And then I realized like, I'm, I can really make money doing this. And it's turned into like a whole business, a whole career. And I just feel like you must have so many like mom's dream jobs in many ways, right? Like you get to like hang out with your daughter, create content, like be inspiring, work from home. Like to me, that's like the dream. And the fact that you're like, it started as a hobby and then became a business. That's like goals. Yeah. I mean, I was seeing a lot of moms when I was on maternity leave. I was seeing a lot of moms on Instagram, like promoting like cascade dishwasher pods. And I'm like, I use those same dishwasher pods. Like mm -hmm. they're getting paid for that. I could get paid for that. Like I use the same dog food. I use the same dishwasher pods. Like why not? You know, I get to spend time with my daughter. I create content. I post content. That's fun. I didn't realize how much work it was at the time. Yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, it, it is really fun to kind of share your journey. And I never want to just like romanticize motherhood. Oh my gosh, it's so cute and so fun. I want to be really more relatable. Like sometimes my daughter is a terrorist and yeah. that's okay because we're all yeah. going through it. <laughs> I know. I'm always like, why do I feel? I mean, my sons are a little bit older now, like five and seven, but I remember that like two to three year old age, especially where they're really coming into their personality yeah. and they'd be like, why do I feel nuts at the end of the day? And I'm like, oh, I'm like literally living with someone with like 17 different personality changes yes. every 60 minutes. <laughs> yes. It's like crying to laughing to crying again to yeah. just all complete opposite ends of the spectrum within minutes. <laughs> just like, please, like just sit down. I always <laughs> said like, I'm never giving my kid an iPad, but then you would like become a parent and you're like, please, if, oh my God, if you want to watch Monsters Inc., please. <laughs> I still like about all the shit that I used to say when like I would see other people out with their kids. I'm like, I would never. And now I'm like, I am the mom who's like, just take the phone and be quiet. Yeah, like, please, whatever can get us through this grocery trip, yeah. whatever can allow me to cook dinner, whatever yeah. can allow me to study, because I'm, I'm still in my master's program part time. So yeah, I totally understand that. Yeah. And so one of the things that I know we had talked about, when we were talking about doing this interview was like making self-care and luxury like available to moms, like whether they have to create it themselves or like just being able to really take care of yourself. And I know you briefly mentioned to me, like this has been part of the journey, like going into motherhood and like kind of losing yourself and being able to come back. So what has worked for you there? And like, how did you, you know, get to this point? Yeah. So when I had my daughter, it was, I was a stay, I became a stay at home mom. And it was kind of like my whole life revolved around what she needed and what the house needed. And, you know, when they're so young, they need a lot of attention. They need a lot of all of the things. So much hands-on. Yeah. Yeah. And I realized once she started school, she just started school in July or August. She does, she does half day preschool. And in that half, when she started going half day, I'm like, so what am I going to do now? Like what, what do I want to do with this half? I thought I was going to have so much time. It's like, four hours. yeah, no time at all. Time. She yeah. should be full day. But <laughs> I was like, what am I going to do with this time? Like, what do I like to do? And I, and I really, I really realized I don't know what my hobbies are anymore. Yeah. And so that was like really eye opening for me. Like I, I need to find things that I enjoy to, I enjoy doing by myself that aren't connected to my man, that aren't connected to my daughter, like things just for me. Mm -hmm. And that's been kind of a driving factor of the things that I do in this season. You know, now I'm, I'm going to get facials once a month and I'm doing some self-care things and I started therapy. So mm -hmm. that's been really helpful because she's kind of like, pour into your cup, pour into your cup. And I'm like, yeah. what? How? What do right. I do? <laughs> you know? So that's the part that people, like, I know, like, even just going from being single to in a relationship or from not having children to having children, you do kind of lose yourself. And I know people are like, what do you do for fun? And I'll be like, I work. Yeah. And it's like hard. And it's like a whole process of self-discovery because also I do feel like, especially after you have kids, what I used to do for fun <laughs> was a lot different than what I do now. A lot different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's one of the things that I'm working on with my therapist. And I realized that a lot of moms go through the same thing. So that mm. is something that I, I want to share. Like, these are the books that I'm reading, or these are the things that I'm doing to figure out what I like yeah. for myself. <laughs> and these yeah. are the activities I'm working out. 
I'm, I'm going to do this by myself. I'm spending time with myself doing this. And I know a lot of moms can relate to wanting to do that. Yeah. And I do appreciate that about like what you share on social media as a content creator, because you do share like the pretty pictures and like the fancy cocktails and the well-edited reels, but you also share like some of the struggles and some of the things that you're going through and the challenges that you face. And I feel like, you know, when I, we talked about doing this interview, I was like, this season of the podcast is really about like the parts of the story that some people aren't really willing to share. And I think the fact that you're, you know, willing to open up about that, going to therapy and kind of feeling a little bit lost really shows more women that they can actually still create this thing, this business or whatever it is, and also have like shit going on in the background. Yeah. Or you can can take control of your life and you can move through these things and know that other people are moving through the same things. And, you know, you're not alone. Like at the end of the day, sometimes Donovan is like, okay, well, what about me? And I'm like, I'm actually overstimulated and I'm very tired. And I just don't want anybody to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't talk about that stuff. A lot of people aren't sharing that. And it's it's real life for a lot of women. So. Yeah. What do you think has been like the most pivotal part of, you know, the last two years as a mom <laughs> and business owner? Ooh, so I think a very pivotal part for me has been, well, when I started doing the content creation thing, I knew that it was going to take a lot of time. And so I hired kind of a team to help me, mm-hmm. um, to help me edit, to help me shoot content and all of that. But I think that, and that did very well. Like I grew, I like doubled my following in a year. It was great. You know, videos going viral. Cool. Mm -hmm. But one thing I noticed was I needed more to put more of my personality into, you know, the content that I was posting. Um, I wanted to be more relatable. I wanted to be somebody that my community felt like they knew, even though we don't know each other in person, that you can feel like you know me, you can feel like you're on this journey with me. So one big thing that I did just a few months ago was just kind of take more control of posting and, you know, the content and putting my voice into my content and showing up and showing my face on camera and doing these voiceovers just so people can hear me and get to know me um, on a deeper level. And I think that that has really made a, a huge difference in a short time. Oh my God, Liv. People are always coming to me asking how to make six figures as a life coach. And I'm like, what? Like it's hard? It's easy if you just go to class. To get our free class on how to make six figures in your coaching business, all you need to do is text the words six figures to 813 813- Two one two eight eight six nine. Again, text six figures to eight one three two one two eight eight six nine to get our free class on how to make six figures as a life coach today. Now let's get back to the episode. Already. Yeah, I I totally hear you, and I I can see that, especially like so you you're you're a brand, right? Like you're mm-hmm. you yourself are the brand, right? And it's like, how do we build connection with our audience if we're not willing to be vulnerable? Exactly. And as much as it's great to have a team and to have people like make everything pretty, I I think that sharing more of your story and the real parts are what keeps the audience like coming back and staying engaged. Absolutely, and, for sure. When people feel like they know you and you know can send you a message and you're the one responding to it it it's more personal instead of saying hey can you respond to that message or can you comment back and engage it's a little bit more work for me but 
<laughs> I mean, the end goal is I want people to feel like we're in a community together, that we know each other, that we're going through this together. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that that's key to like just building a brand that will continue to grow. Right. And to, yeah. I mean, I feel like I said earlier, I feel like you have like a lot of mom's dream jobs. Like there's so many people that want to, I don't know if the phrase like mommy blogger is like still yeah. a thing, but do you remember that was like a big thing when like yeah. actual blogging was a thing. Um, but I feel like now like being an influencer and being, you know, paid for brand partnerships and all of that is such a goal for women who do want to have a flexible schedule and who want to be able to take care of their kids and yeah. take care of their life. And I guess I just wonder if you will share, like, how did you, like, how did you get your first brand sponsorship or brand deal? Like, how do you, how do you do that? So a lot of that is like sending pitches. So you send emails. A lot of it is like LinkedIn stalking a little bit, you know, seeing who <laughs> works with what brands and then shot. yeah, finding out their emails and, you know, sending, sending messages to them. But you also have to kind of post the content that these brands post, you know, you mm -hmm. have to get on their radar in a sense, um, you know, posting the home content. If you want to work with, you know, Cascade dishwasher pods, you have to post about cleaning supplies in your kitchen or cleaning supplies around the house just to kind of get on their radar. Yeah. And I send a lot of emails. A lot of them go unanswered. Yeah. <laughs> so a, a lot of pitching, it, uh, it's up and down. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say that I had a goal for 2022. This was my first full calendar year as a content creator, influencer, and I was able to make double what I had planned on making wow. in, this, in this first year, which was really surprising to me. But I think a lot of that is, you know, I have a, I have a team that helps me a lot. Um, but I also kind of immersed myself in the industry, followed a lot of women that were similar and, and had been doing this for years. I've taken some courses just to kind of, because I feel like I'm kind of late to the game. A lot of, a lot of these influencers started 2017, 2016. So I'm a little mm. late. So I want to learn as much as I can. So doing these online classes and, you know, learning more so I can feel up to date so I can keep up. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of that has, has really helped because you, ha you have to have a plan. You have to have a strategy. Um, you have to have goals and you have to do the work to get to those goals. So. I know. I think that it's like, reminds me of like being a kid in like the nineties and it's like, you're just, you just want to get discovered. Right. And it's like, you're an influencer, you have a big following, you just want to get discovered. But I think the piece that people often don't see is like all of what you're saying, like all of the pitch emails, the, and also like the rejection. I mean, if mm -hmm. you're selling anything, whether it's a partnership course or, you know, a service, like I mean, I was talking to someone the other day about our company's like sales close rate. And I'm like, so I guess technically we're rejected more than we're accepted. You have to get comfortable with that. Yeah. And like, was that hard for you? Like, did you feel like you're putting yourself out there like nervous or is it? I mean, there are times that, you know, it's like a slow month or a slow yeah. couple months and you're like, oh my gosh, why am I doing this? Nobody's reading my emails. Nobody's responding back. And it really, you just, you have to keep going. You're, you you need one yes out of the 10 people who don't respond or the 10 no's, you get one yes. And that's motivation to keep doing it, keep going. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've had goals that I didn't meet, um, but I've had goals that I obviously did meet. So it's, mm -hmm. it's just, you just go with flow. It's, there's going to be ebbs and flows and you just have to keep at it. Yeah. I feel like you have to like love it too. That's like, I mean, I always like don't stop, like shut up, like Olivia, like you're, I'm like, if you're not, if I'm not having fun, I don't want to do it. If I'm not exactly. having fun, I don't want 
want to do it. But I think that's true. Like you have to love creating the content, right? And like really feel connected to your message and what you're sharing because how else do you get through like the rejections and the unanswered emails? And 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 if it's all about, you know, the money, then yeah, you're going to want to quit the moment that you're, you're, you get rejected and you're not on track for the goals that you've had just for yourself. So yeah, I think you definitely have to love what you're doing. You definitely have to have fun with it. And I mean, if not, what are you doing it for? Right, right. Because you're (laughs) living every day and doing it every day. And yeah, I know, like, what would you say is like the ultimate goal of your brand? Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm actually (laughs) kind of figuring that out. Cause like I said, I'm kind of, this has been doing this for about a year and a half. So I'm, I'm still pretty new and I'm, I'm trying to figure that out actually. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know I didn't prep you with any of these questions. I mean, I've like, I've talked to like, you know, influencers, content creators, and I know some people like, I want to have a reality show. I want to build my following so I can write a book or do talks. And I was just wondering if you kind of were in touch yet with the bigger vision of the Kayla Bishop brand. And I was actually just talking about this with my best friend today. And I was like, you know, I don't see myself writing a book. I don't, I don't see myself doing that, but I would love to be like invited to like conferences or like women's empowerment or conferences and be like a speaker on a panel of, you know, how you can pour into yourself, how you can balance business, motherhood, relationships, and still be yourself mm-hmm. and not lose yourself in that process. Like I, I would love to travel and have speaking engagements that that would be like huge goal for 2023, yeah. 2024. Yeah, I see that for you. And I feel like especially coming out of the last couple of years of, you know, more or less like shelter in place or whatever you want. It's yeah. like people are just craving so much more human connection and community. And I was recently at a place here in Tampa, actually, that just opened up. Um, and it's like this new community space, co-working space. And they're actually, I mean, we can talk about this after, but they're looking to like grow their women's network and like host yeah. these events and around women's empowerment. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I've, you people get access to a lot of that online and they're like, people want it in person. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I believe that as well. Yeah, I think people we do crave, crave I think people do crave like that social interaction, that face-to-face in person. Like I can see you in front of me. Yeah. I can shake your hand. I can, it's, it's different on a screen. Yeah, for sure. Person. I know we could have done this in my living room, but yeah, no, we, <laughs> we were already like talking about how we're not done Christmas shopping yet. So <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) But I think it's so true. And it's like, you can really feel the energy and connection with someone and also build that trust. And of course, I think we can do a great job with that on social media. But, um, you know, being able to like get in community, I think is just such a thing that women value, perhaps even more so than men. Like, I feel like if we go back into like, I I don't even know where I'm going on this tangent, but like going back in time, like women worked so much in community to like raise their children and to take care of things. And I think that what I've heard across the board is like we need more of that yeah I think women I think we women mothers we need community we need that village to you know have somebody that you can relate to that you can call up when you're having a a day Mm -hmm. and say hey like we got we have to set something up because (laughs) you know my two-year-old just had a whole terror day and exactly yeah I think women love that just to be able to connect with each other and get together and face-to-face and have those interactions that it's super valuable. Yeah. I remember I was talking to someone the other day and I was like, I made a new rule like at the end of 2021, I guess it would have been. I was like, I I just felt like I had so many like people in my life. Like they were kind of friends. I knew them from the, Mm -hmm. and I was like, you know what? The only friends that I'm going to really take care of now 
now are the ones who I can call if my kid is sick at school and I can't go get them and I need someone to pick them up for me. And yeah. I don't mean that in like they have to give me something way, but it's like if you're not on that level anymore, it's like, yeah, I'm going to pour into those relationships that pour exactly. into me as well. You know, I'm, I'm going to cultivate those friendships that are really mutually beneficial. Yeah. Because I mean, you as a mom, as a business owner, you don't have a bunch of time to be, you know, having a million friends and no. hanging out with all of these people. So yeah, it, you realize that certain friendships are really important to you and others kind of let go and go yeah. in different directions, Love which is really. okay. Yeah. Well, and it kind of goes back to the whole thing around self-care. I do believe that like being in good relationship can be a form of self-care. Like when you're held and you're, you know, comforted and taken care of by others. But I have to go back to this one thing that you had said, like, how do you fill your life with luxury? Like... If I mean, I hear luxury and I'm like, you need money, right? But I know that that's not true. But if someone's like just getting started as a content creator or an entrepreneur and they're feeling a little bit lost, right? Like, I don't know if you experienced this, but I remember when I first started my business, I would be like up at 5 a.m. I would be working nonstop. I was like completely sucked into the vortex. But how do you like kind of infuse luxury into your life when you're, you know, feeling lost with a business or a newborn or, you know, a very busy part? Yeah, I totally feel like luxury is not just like the high-end brands and luxury is really what you make it. If your luxury for the day is sitting for 20 minutes before bed and reading a book that you really wanted to read for the past three months, that is luxury for you. If luxury for you is taking a day and getting your hair done or, you know, spending some time getting a mani-pedi or going to get a facial or just doing that stuff at home quietly... Mm -hmm. (laughs) with no interruptions. That is your luxury. Anything that you want to do that you don't get to do often can be luxurious for you. Yeah. Did you ever run into like any mom guilt and kind of taking back some of your life and like choosing yourself? Yeah. I think I I run into mom guilt, like girlfriend guilt, Mm -hmm. a lot of those things. But this is something that my therapist says, like you can't pour into your other relationships if your cup is empty. Mm -hmm. No, I know that when I take time for myself and I do things that are for me, that fill me up, I can then be a more patient mom. I can be a more loving spouse. I can be, you know, more immense in my work and happy to do it, you know? Yeah. But you know, if you're running on fumes, it's going to show up in all of your relationships. Yeah. I I think that the guilt typically shows up too, like when you are already drained and overtired and it's so much easier for like our ego or our subconscious to be like, and you also suck at this. Right? You didn't do this. And your kids been watching the iPad for the whole afternoon. I even tell my kids this now. I'm like, when they're like getting grumpy and stuff, I'm like, and they're starting to, you know, say like, oh, I suck at football or basketball or whatever they're playing. I'm like, go to sleep and then let's talk about it. Because like mm-hmm. for kids, like their self-care, I feel like is mostly like a good solid night's sleep or a yeah. nap. But I mean, even kid, teenager, adult, it's like good rest actually kind of of resets things. And I, I remember thinking that to myself after having both the boys and when I broke up with their dad, they were three and one. So I was on my own with a three-year-old and a one-year-old in the company. (laughs) 
And Jeez. I just remember never sleeping. Like, and I remember when I finally like, re- I got a live in nanny and I'm like, people are like, you're crazy. Like why you, everyone else can take care of their kids. And I'm like, I haven't slept in like a year mm-hmm. and I can't function and things are, you know, falling apart. And then when I was able to sleep again and like the basics of self-care is my point here. Like sometimes it is just that, Yeah. like everything started to change. So, and I think one, just not comparing yourself to other people, like everyone's situation is different. Yes, there are moms who do all of the things and are labeled this super mom and super business owner, but their personal life may be lacking and you don't even know. You exactly. know, they they may be running on empty and we don't know. And but we're we're looking at that as, oh, that's goals and we have no clue. I know. So where you can get help, where you can, you know, ease your burdens a little, do it. Mm-hmm. Like I know I'm all for easing your to-do list. <laughs> you know, if this is not, if I don't have to do this today, or if somebody can help me do this, please. <laughs> I, I'm a hundred percent with you. Like if you can, if it creates more peace, it's a yes. Absolutely. And I think Absolutely. knowing, yeah, knowing what to outsource and what to take on. And, and it's such a learning curve. Like, I mean, I feel like we're sitting talking about this. If we have the same conversation two years from now, it's going to be even different, right? Yeah. Like things are constantly changing. And I also feel like the age of your kids has things constantly changing. Like zero to three, it's like physical hands-on nonstop. Yeah. You know, now I'm like, oh, you guys can go off and do an activity by yourself for an hour while right. I watch this Netflix show. Right. Here. <laughs> right. I don't have to keep an eye on you 24 seven because I know you want to wreck the house. Like <laughs> diapers are done. Like, oh God, it's a whole oh we're trying to get out of diapers. Yeah. During I mean, I kind of want another baby. I don't know how it's going to happen, but <laughs> yeah. sometimes I'm like, oh, I forgot about all those hands-on logistics. Yeah. It's a lot of <laughs> Like, please get out of diapers. Like, you got to get this together. (laughs) I know. I know. Hi, it's Kalia, IGC coach training grad and six-figure certified coach. I know you're here listening to these incredible stories of successful coaches and wondering, when will it be my turn? I'm sure you entered this year with the goal of finally stepping into your purpose. And there is no better way than enrolling in IGC's internationally accredited coach training program. Enrollment is open now and it is your turn. So take the first step by going to innerglowcircle.com forward slash call right now and book a free call with me. Your six-figure certified story starts today. So do you get a lot of people that are asking you like for advice? Like how did you, how to get started doing what you're doing and, you know, people that kind of DM you or ask you? Sometimes um, I get some questions and I do try to help like with what I can, but I I think everybody's journey is kind of different, you know, like not everyone is doing the motherhood thing. And, you know, a lot of people don't know what their goals are. And I'm, I'm like, listen, this is what I have been able to do. This is who I looked at for, you know, inspiration. And mm-hmm. this is kind of what my day to day looks like, but it, it could be different for everybody. Yeah. How how many? I'm like asking so many random questions, but I am just <laughs> curious. How much do you? How many hours do you say? Would you say you like work on creating content every week? Because I do think that some people think like, oh, I just make a video and it goes viral and I'm done. But my understanding and my experience is that it's like borderline yeah. a full time. Yeah. I you should see my screen time. I don't I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I am probably I would. Probably 
probably ashamed to tell you, but it, it kind of is like around the clock because even if you're post, you can't just post something and be done with it. You have right. to engage and you have to, you know, go to other people's posts and engage with that. And, you know, just kind of the algorithm is always changing, seeing what's trending, seeing what audios are trending, seeing what people are interested in. It's, yeah. it's literally kind of a full-time job. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I have a flexible schedule job. I think that's exactly. like the allure. Yeah. And I have been able to kind of content batch a little bit. So like record a bunch of TikToks within a two hour span once every few weeks. So I'm not like constantly having the like, look cute, take a TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, could you imagine if you had to have like your hair and makeup done every day? Like I am wearing this blazer right now. <laughs> last night's hair <laughs> and the yoga pants on the yeah, bottom. Like literally. So yeah, content batching has helped me to have content ready, planned out, but there is still, you know, making sure you're keeping up with the trends, engaging yeah. with your posts, posting and showing your face. And you know, it's a lot of time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on TikTok imagine. and I'm on Instagram. So you have to do it for both. And yeah, but I think that's like, I think that again, like that's the part that people don't totally understand. I remember like 10 years ago when like everyone wanted to start a YouTube channel. And like, yeah. I mean, there, I like, look, I've like studied some of the like child YouTubers just for fun to kind oh of like gosh. see. And I'm like, do you know Blippi? Yes. Everyone knows Blippi, right? But yes. I like my daughters too. We know Blippi. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Blippi is like a whole thing. And I remember reading about him, I want to say in like Forbes or something. And he's like, but the amount of hours that they like put into their content and like, I think it seems like easy because we're seeing, you know, two minutes, maybe, maybe yeah. his videos are a little bit longer, but like we're seeing this like short thing, not seeing the amount of work that goes in behind the scenes and not to discourage people from wanting to be a content creator or whatever. But I do think that, you know, you being willing to say like, it's a a full-time thing like it's around the clock yeah. is valid and it, you have to like love it it's it's definitely a commitment because it's not you don't just you know cut on the camera and it's just this beautiful production I do cocktails oh so, my god I know I watch them mesmerized yeah I that's a whole setup like four cocktails might take me like a few hours to record and then you have to edit and then you know you have to make sure the lighting is good and editing and all it's it's all a production it's it's not as easy as it looks. I definitely thought it was pretty easy before I started, you know, just seeing the girls posting their cute clothes and their strollers, like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Little do they know there's a lot like of a time. camera, a ring light, a person holding one yeah. of those. <laughs> right. It's like I'm out shooting public and I'm like, this is kind of cringe. <laughs> Yeah, I I feel that. I think I, I a lot more goes into stuff, and we we're constantly trying to break up this like thing that people think that people are an overnight success, and it's like unless you're maybe like born like your Paris Hilton or something, and you're like make a sex tape and already were born into like wealth and fame. I don't think anyone really is an overnight success. Yeah, like, it's like so nobody much. nobody really cares. Like you really <laughs> have to like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I have things to say, and they're important. And, you know, this is who I am and people will gravitate towards you. And, and I mean, not everybody is for you and that yeah. is okay too. Yeah. You know? But you will find your tribe. You will find your, your people who care what you have to say, who, who care what you're doing, who care what your funny things your two-year-old has done in the past week, you know? Yeah. And I love that. I love that about social media, that it has brought people together who otherwise would not know each other at all. Yeah. I actually feel like some of the, like my greatest connections on social 
social media aren't even like people that I know in real life. And I get more support sometimes from those people than I do my own friends and family. No offense to them. Maybe they're just like over it by now. But I do think that it opens up such an opportunity if you choose to see it that way. Absolutely. What would you say like you would want to be known as an expert for like in the mom content creator world? (laughs) I mean, I, I really want to be like a motherhood expert, but also like somebody who has not let motherhood consume them. Yeah. Because, you know, our kids are are little now, but they will be adults with their own lives and, you know, their own relationships and their own friends one day. Yeah. And it's like, what am I doing today for myself that I can keep up that when my kid doesn't need me as much that I can maintain and not feel completely lost? And yeah. that is where I was, that is where I was headed. Like, now I don't know who I am. What am I going to do? And I, I want to be an expert for that, you know, what can moms do to find themselves? And because motherhood changes you. So the person that you were before you had your child is not the person that you are after. It's really learning a whole new person. Yeah. And I kind of want to be an an expert in, you know, the the journey of that and what can I do and what should I be doing to figure out who I am now? I love that. And what I'm really hearing in in what you're saying too is like, I think when we think about motherhood, we automatically think about the kids, but it's actually the mother, right? Mm -hmm. Like the mother is actually the base word of motherhood. And that's who, you know, you're speaking to and what you're, you know, focusing on is like, who is the mother inside of motherhood? And it's funny, like even visually in my brain, I like picture the kids when I say motherhood, but I'm picturing myself. Yeah. And then, you know, not even when you think of motherhood, you're like you said, you're always thinking about the kids, but there's a person in there that is, you know, not just a mom, not just a wife or a spouse or a sister or a daughter. There was just a person in there who has their own things and has their own personality and, you know, wants to be independent and doesn't want to feel like an appendage to for somebody else. Yeah. So I'm going to speak to that person. <laughs> yes. And I think you are. I think you are. And I can totally see you speaking to that person on a bigger stage. Like, I, I think that it's something that just gets lost and I, it's normal part of the evolution of woman and mother. Yeah. But coming back home to yourself and realizing who you are and what you love is such a groundbreaking thing. I think I told you when we first chatted, I was like, when I got back into the dating world, people were like, I like didn't know what I like to do. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. I had to talk to my therapist. I'm like, I don't have hobbies. I don't, I don't know what I like. <laughs> I help me figure out what I like. Who am I? You tell me who I am. And she's like, we can figure this out, but yeah. you're going to have to do some work. Yeah. You're going to have to do some digging to find out who you are at the core. Yeah. I thank you for also just telling us that you go to therapy too. I think that like helps people. It's like, <laughs> I think therapy is finally like not getting a bad <laughs> rap. Like no. younger, but it's just helpful. It's like everybody needs support. People need people in their lives that like bring them home to themselves or, you know, help them draw like more deeply into who they are. And we have to be willing to find those things. And I do think, thank God for the internet and social media, but they are more accessible than ever. Oh yeah. The therapist on your phone, like from text now, I haven't done that yet, but virtual sessions. Like I can send her a quick email, like, Hey, what are you doing? Can we have a session right now? (laughs) (laughs) I need to talk to you right now. Yeah. Yeah, I I love that. I wish I would have started sooner on it. Yeah. I I would I mean I think I've been like in and out since I was probably (laughs) fourteen. 
I started when I was a teen too, and yeah. then took a long break. And now I'm like, actually, I need a therapist. Yeah. So, there's something about just having a non-judgmental ear, somebody who's not, you know, involved in your life. Yeah, no agenda other than to support you. It's exactly. Nice. There's some, there's something different and beautiful about that. Yeah. So before we go, what is your like one piece of advice for women and moms who are, you know, looking to grow a company, whether it's content creation or anything else? Like, what do you wish you knew when you started? To women with a business, you are at the core of that business. So whatever you do, make sure that you are putting your personality, putting your take on it, because there's something special about you that somebody is going to gravitate toward. You know, there may be uh, thousands of content creators in this world, but there is something special about me that people gravitate towards, that people want to follow me, that people want to see what I have to say, that people want to watch my videos. And I think that about any business, you know, there's Mm -hmm. something special about you with your business that sets you apart and you have to figure out what that is and you have to implement it in your business. Yeah. And it all comes back to like knowing yourself, oddly Mm -hmm. enough. Yeah. Full circle. I love that. Well, where do we find you online? Where can we, where can everyone else stalk you now? <laughs> well, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at it's Kayla Bishop, I-T-S-K-A-Y-L-A-B-I-S-H-O-P. And I'm actually working on a website, but <laughs> oh. it's not up yet. But, so for now you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. Awesome. And that'll be in the show notes as well. So if you're listening or watching on YouTube, just look below and we will link everything for Kayla and girl thank you for being here this was fun thank you for having me this was my first podcast and it was really fun I know did anyone pick up this was her first podcast no you're a natural that's what I'm saying I can sometimes people say things for themselves and I can just see it like I mean I think everyone's a little bit psychic but I can like see it for you just like standing up and you know sharing about this stuff that thank you I think every woman just needs to hear even if other people are saying it like you said it it, it sounds different it lands different from different people and if you resonated with anything that Kayla's been talking about, be sure to follow her and connect with her. And absolutely, I'll come see you on stage soon. Thanks. <laughs> thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Let's face it. The world needs you and your clients are waiting. This is the year you make it happen and become a six-figure certified coach doing exactly what you were called to do. If you loved this episode, give us a five-star review and share it with someone else who's ready to make moves and answer their calling. We can't wait to see you next week and help you make your first or your next six figures as a certified coach. 